Wednesday night, but our special election coverage continues because the votes are still being counted. The race for president is still contested. Donald Trump and Joe Biden fighting for every last electoral vote. Last night, of course, election night, but now we're into election week. Votes, as I said, still being counted in many places, and both candidates are still short of that all-important number of 270 electoral votes that it takes to win. Yeah, with NBC putting Wisconsin and Michigan in his column late today, Joe Biden now stands at 253 electoral votes, Donald Trump at 214. Six states remain. They are still too close or too early to call. We're looking at Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, North Carolina, and Alaska. But we note uh, Arizona, we should be getting some numbers. Yeah, we have heard from the president. He has been casting doubt about these election results, as he has for several months, now saying that he has won the election. That is not true. Votes are still being counted. We are going to see lawsuits. We are going to see recounts. And so this is what we're going to be dealing with for the next few days, perhaps weeks. Joe Biden said again today it's up to the voters, not either campaign, to decide the outcome. We are in uncharted territory, but we're lucky to have Chuck Todd to help guide us through it all. Chuck, what's the latest in these races uncalled? And by the way, uh, we've heard from the Secretary of State in Nevada, uh, uh, who's, I'm sorry, in Arizona, who said 7 o'clock would be 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock local time. would be 9 o'clock Eastern. I, I and know. then she said a second release of, of, of numbers late, even later in the night. I, I had to remember because Arizona doesn't go on. Arizona's real confusing. Okay. They don't observe daylight savings <laughs> okay. times. It's a lifelong struggle for me as an Arizona girl. Uh, you know, if we got Florida men in Florida, you've got this weird time zone. Yeah, it's and, the you know, It's the sun. It Usually really, I just call my fakes. mom and ask her what time it's it's there. It's yeah. fakes. All right, I wanna, I'm going to focus on Georgia because, look, we're about to get a Nevada update. we got John Ralston. No one knows that better. We've just got a sense of what's going to happen in Arizona. Uh, but let me take you to Georgia, because this is one that is just organically starting to shrink again. Look at the president's lead here. It is just 45,000. And you say, okay, 95% in. What's left? We think there's some 260,000 ballots. Okay, where are those ballots? Well, let me take you to some of the places that they are. Here's one place that they are. This is Fulton County, a county that Biden carried to 7226. Look at this. We think there's 30. 8,000 remaining ballots. If it breaks the same way, you know, you look at it there, you're looking at a net of 25,000 approximately. All of a sudden, you've narrowed his lead to what? Narrow that lead down to 20,000. How about we go to DeKalb County here? 90% in. You see it's an 83-15 Biden County. Well, look, we still think there's 41,000. All right. Do the math here. 80, 80, 80 um, you know, he could net maybe 20 out of there. Uh, if you could, or net, you know, 15. The point is, we are sitting here, and there's enough ballots. There's about 100,000 ballots just in and around Atlanta. It's possible that he nets everything he needs there. Now, that said, there's extraneous ballots coming in all over the state. Well, I mean, this, well, the upshot is you could be headed We're, to recount territory there, too. Okay. What we basically said is, Casey said, Pennsylvania we think it's going to be a tie, but somebody's going to be the leading vote-getter and somebody's going to get those 20 electoral votes. That's where we're headed in Georgia. Georgia's essentially going to be a tie, but somebody is going to be the leading number here. And what it really means is we could have four simultaneous recounts, and if, the, if, the, if, if somehow Halley's sources about Arizona and the Trump side are correct, row five. I mean, we already know Wisconsin is in call for the recount. What about North Carolina? At North Carolina, we're not even going to get ballots till the 12th. You know, if it gets to a 10,000 vote spread, it also could end up in recount. Obviously, we just heard that news there, and we're going to find out from Ralston here in a minute. 
but let's see, you know, we're only looking at right now a 7,000 vote spread. So, you know, as it's interesting, as maybe the Trump folks think, hey, that Arizona stuff looks good. Maybe we can change that blue lean back to a red lean. The problem is what's happening in Georgia. And you know what? You trade 11 for 16, that's not a good trade, uh, if you will. Uh, on your path to success. It's an unsettled map is the bottom line right now, Casey. <laughs> yeah, no, it is It is the bottom line, although I do think we're starting to get a pretty good sense of where each camp feels particularly confident. And you mentioned uh, in Arizona, the Scottsdale area, kind of a hotbed in Maricopa County of where, you know, has been conservative. I've covered congressional races there over the years. And one of my sources who's working on the race there, I mean, they, they were surprised at how well the Democrat did in, the, in a district that has traditionally been conservative. And that's an outlier for the way Democrats have felt about House races across the rest of the map. So that's one of the data points the Biden camp's looking at as they say, okay, how well are we doing here? And Georgia, I mean, I think, Chuck, my, my sense from talking to sources is it is an absolute uh, toss-up. I mean, they're going back and forth. One minute it's, oh, yes, we've got this by 3,000 votes. Oh, no, we're now down by 8,000. But maybe we'll still get a Senate runoff. It's all over this the is place. The th it's we're in the expected vote. Remember, we told you about this expected vote. We th we, if there are more ballots, that's really good news for Biden. Maybe there's fewer ballots. Like we learned in Wisconsin, we thought there were another hunt, and it turned out, oh, no, that's all the folks that voted. Okay, so, you know, that is another um, unknown in this, mm -hmm. and that's what we're all dealing with as we wait to see what these uh, states um, uh, deliver in their votes. And we're awaiting the final vote count for Nevada. Let's get the latest on that from Jolene Kent in Las Vegas. Tell us what you know. Hey, Lester, that's right. There's six electoral votes that are up for grabs here, critical for Biden for that straightforward path to T-70, also critical for Trump. I asked the registrar here in Clark County, which is, of course, home to Las Vegas, if they've had any issues. Have they had to stop or halt or pause? The count at all? He said no. I asked him, have you heard from the Trump or Biden campaigns? Also saying no, he has not. So what they're doing right now is they're continuing to count. They can process up to about 70,000 votes a day with about their 300 uh, staff. So what's interesting here, too, in the state of Nevada, y'all were talking about recounts. Anyone can ask for a recount here in Nevada, whether you're a citizen or a candidate. And there doesn't have to be any minimum margin, so to speak. So you can ask for that recount. And remember back in 2016, when Nevada barely went for Hillary Clinton, it was a very, very narrow margin there uh, on that front. So we're waiting to hear more from Clark County tomorrow as to how many ballots are left to count, how many have already been in fully counted. Right now, they're really focused, as you mentioned, in so many other states, uh, for the mail-in vote, right? They're talking about the mail-in vote, the provisional ballots, the ballots for new residents who have a special situation where they can cast that ballot. Also, people who are voting from overseas, disabled voters, folks like that. So they're really going through those now, but they won't disclose to us how many votes they're still counting here in Clark County. So we're expecting to get an update tomorrow morning around 10 a.m. on that front. So that could be really helpful to giving us a better picture as to how they move forward. But I also want to point out there have also been some legal challenges from the Trump campaign on that front. Uh, but so far, moving full steam ahead here, they say no issues. They're just trying to get it done. Yeah, and, and we're seeing a, a note, an exchange here that uh, they may wait until tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Yeah, they're going to stop. The Secretary of State's yeah. uh, public relations officer said they're going to stop counting tonight and then in Nevada yeah. and then hopefully release some information about that. We can ask uh, Nevada Attorney General Aaron Ford, who joins us now. Uh, what do you know about uh, the votes not being counted until tomorrow? 
Well, um, hello, Lester. Great to see you. But listen, I, I can say this. I know that our elections officials are working as hard as they can to get a accurate count as quickly as possible. Because we all know that the word result means that it's the finality. And there's only one result, and that comes after every vote is being counted. Uh, and so, you know, kudos to our elected, to our uh, registrars out there for putting in the yeoman's work on this. They deserve our commendations, not our condemnation. What is going on uh, from your standpoint? You're the attorney general, not the secretary of state. So let's talk uh, the, the, the legal matters. Nevada has been a place where there have been lawsuits. There have been challenges uh, to various procedures. Are you seeing any lawsuits uh, stemming from the election? What are you anticipating? Well, we, as I've said recently, stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Uh, in the event Mr. Trump uh, uh, decides to sue us again, he sued us three times already, and we've defeated him three times, uh, and including um, one that's on appeal in the Nevada Supreme Court right now, uh, you know, related to either um, obser observations or, or whatnot. Uh, we don't know what he intends to do next, but we are ready. We have a team. My entire office is ready to do what it needs to do in order to defend the right to vote and to ensure every vote is counted. Have there been any reports of irregularities at the polls, any irregularities with mail-in voting? Are you aware of anything along those lines? No, I have not. And in fact, uh, the lawsuit that, that uh, was alleged, um, that alleged that there were observation issues related to uh, poll observers uh, found that there was no evidence of what was being stated relative to uh, an improper um, um, approach that being taken there. And so, uh, you know, whether it's in court or whether it's uh, generally speaking, there have been no irregularities that uh, amount to a concern that we have here in Nevada. All right. Aaron Ford, uh, Nevada Attorney General. Sir, we thank you so much for coming out with us. Good to talk to you. All right. Let's go to John Ralston, who is the Dean of Nevada Political Reporting. Uh, John, let's cut to it. Nevada is still counting votes. Do you have a sense of how many are outstanding and where they're from? I mean, Biden has a lead right now, but it's, what, seven, 8,000 votes? It's not insurmountable, or is it? And no, it's certainly not insurmountable, Savannah. And you asked the right questions uh, there. The votes are mostly from Clark County, which is Las Vegas, uh, which is the Democratic stronghold, and where the mail balloting uh, has been strongly in favor of the Democrats by a two-to-one margin. Uh, they don't know exactly how many votes are, are out there. These are all mail ballots and so-called provisional same-day registration ballots because a lot of them were dropped off yesterday during Election Day, and they're still in uh, the, the, these boxes, about 375 of them that are being guarded in a warehouse, and they're going to start counting them tomorrow. And so uh, it, it is going to likely favor Joe Biden because uh, of, of it being a Democratic stronghold where the Republicans did not do very well in mail balloting. But uh, since it's been such an odd year, I don't want to say for sure uh, that, that, that that's what's going to show. But I can tell you this, uh, that, that both the Democrats and the Republicans here believe that those ballots will favor Joe Biden. Hey, uh, John, what would a recount look like in, uh, in Nevada? Well, uh, as, as I've said before, uh, this is typical of Nevada, right? We're such a permissive state. Anyone who loses uh, can, can demand a recount, and so that could happen. But I really think what we need to do before we get to that point is that, that there's a, that 7,500 lead now. Let's see what it is after all of those ballots uh, are, are tabulated, including most of them tomorrow morning will be released from both Clark County and Washoe County, which is Reno, and a few from rural Nevada, where Donald Trump has done really well. It, it may be that Biden's lead is extended by enough that a recount won't make sense, or it could flip the other way, although I think that's much less likely. All right.
John Ralston, uh, if this continues, I'm sending you a tripod for your next uh, live shot here with us yes, on ABC. Yes, I have a tripod. That was smooth. That was smooth. That was smooth. He's a, he can take it. He can. Ralston, Hashtag he matters. He likes it when I tease him. All right, John, thank you very much. Marcus had a big day today in spite of all this uncertainty. Some insight on that from senior business correspondent Stephanie Rule, who speaks markets fluently. What do you make of what we saw uh, on the stock market today? Savannah, it was a really good day in the markets. It was right up there on your screen. The Dow was up 367 points, but it's not just today. All week we've seen markets in the green, originally because investors were very excited about the idea of a blue wave. A blue wave would mean a big stimulus package, which is obviously good for the economy. Now, last night, when it was clear the race was a lot closer than people anticipated and that blue wave wasn't coming, we saw the markets take a leg down, and then they slid even further when the president spoke early in the hours last night, uh, prematurely and incorrectly claiming victory. But here's what's interesting. This morning, all that skittishness disappeared because the president's comments basically didn't get any traction. Joe Biden was slow and steadily ticking up electoral college votes. But what really sent markets surging was the Republican-led Senate. Because Republicans secured power in the Senate, the markets were thrilled, right? They like a stimulus package. They love a divided government. It will mean a smaller stimulus bill. However, with Mitch McConnell leading the Senate, it's going to be a lot harder for a Democratic president to push through big tax increases on corporate America, more regulations. And for markets, for corporate America, they like that. All right. We have not officially called the Senate. There are outstanding races, but you're right, Stephanie. It does appear to be trending in a better direction for uh, Republicans. Yeah, no, it does. It does seem like at this point that at the very least, it's going to be very hard for Democrats to take any massive sweeping action like what what Stephanie uh, was talking about, although it does seem like we may be fighting for the Senate majority for another couple of months. Huh. Hmm. Runoff yeah. in Georgia, which is pretty tiring to think about Anybody. for all of us right now. <laughs> but we've never had a single special election, certainly in our generation, that would decide the control of an entire chamber. I mean, sure, we've had them on the state level, and we could have two of them there. Um, we already know how easily now money gets thrown around in American politics. Just think about the amount of money that's going to get poured into Georgia, the amount, I mean, we're pouring over Georgia now as it is, and it's going to happen all over. hundred million dollars in South Carolina on one Senate race. Right. We're talking, this is going to be a From one million candidate. Dollars. Joking about it last night, the poor folks in Georgia who are sick of the political ads, sorry to tell they you. They are in for it. It's on. Oh, my word. You go all screaming. Well, joining the conversation now are former Democratic Missouri Senator Claire McCaskill and conservative columnist and editor of National Review, Rich Lowry. Both are NBC News political contributors. Rich, I want to ask you about something. We were talking, I can't remember if it was late last night or, or this morning, but we were talking about uh, the president coming out and falsely uh, claiming victory. You were unhappy about that and, and, and all the, that comes with it. We saw Joe Biden come out several hours ago. He didn't claim victory, but he sure said it's in sight. Uh, I want you to respond to how, how he performed and, and why it's important to put on a game face for both of these candidates right now. Well, there's nothing wrong with saying that you think you're going to win. That's what most candidates always say. It's just different when you're the president of the United States and say you have won, and the fact that you might not win is a fraud perpetrated, perpetrated on the American public. Uh, that, that just the president of the United States should never be undermining the process that way. 
And this this is a you know it's a really close uh, election. Obviously, Lester, it, it, it's just going to how close it is. If you just assume nothing flips now, that everyone who's leading in the state continues to lead in the state, Biden would win 270 to 268. And that instant, the decisive uh, factor wouldn't be any state. It would be one single electoral vote out of the congressional district in Omaha. Because if that hadn't go to, gone to Biden and instead of going to Trump, it wouldn't be 270 Biden, 268 Trump. It would be 269, 269. And that instance, presumably, Trump would ultimately win in a very contentious process that would go to the House of Representatives. Wow. Joe Mahal is what the Nebraska Democratic Party chair uh, has renamed it. Yes, the Joe Mahal. Well, you know, sometimes when you're covering politics and you ask yourself, why do they go to all that trouble for one single yeah, now you know. congressional district, one single electoral vote? Well, the answer is right there on the map. Let's bring Senator McCaskill into this. It looks like uh, they're going to unleash the lawyers. We're going to have a lot of fights. We're going to have recounts. We're going to have lawsuits. How should Joe Biden uh, conduct himself through this period, this sort of interregnum, to use an SAT word, uh, between now and, and whatever final result is declared? Well, I think he is going to continue to be very presidential. Uh, let's count the votes. Let's respect the law. They have a bunch of really good lawyers on site in all, in all these states. Uh, so do the Republicans. Both Democrats and Republicans are watching these counts. There's nothing nefarious going on out of sight of people who are monitoring. And, you know, Joe Biden is saying exactly what he said during his campaign. Let's re respect the institutions of law and democracy in this country. And it is quite a contrast. You know, I said today, just look at how the two campaigns behave today, and you can tell who's losing. <laughs> All right, Claire McCaskill and uh, Rich, thanks very much. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back right after this. Yeah, we're on the air with Nikita Garagano with our first guest for coming tonight in Georgia. It is too close to call, and you can say that again. Really too close to call. We'll keep watching that. In North Carolina, same deal. Too close to call, and it will be days, North Carolina officials tell us, before they count all of their votes. Uh, Nevada, perhaps a little bit more narrow than a lot of folks anticipated. That is too close to call. Very tight there. Uh, and Alaska, it is uh, too early to call. All right, but uh, if you are keeping track at home, here's where the map to 270 stands right now. And you can see uh, a lot is filled in, but uh, the decisive states are still outstanding at this hour. And uh, Michigan Senate uh, Democrat uh, Gary Peters uh, wins. Hold on to his seat. Yeah, that was a squeaker. We just announced that. So here's the Senate at this hour. Balance of power, but with the Georgia race so tight in the presidential, same thing. Uh, there's two runoffs going uh, in Senate races in Georgia. So the balance of power, will it be the Democrats or the Republicans in control? That is to be continued as well. Mm -hmm. Look, I do want to point out, when, since we called Michigan, it is a pretty small, you know, it's not a, it's, it's, it's a, a small margin, but a pretty hard one to surmount. I know uh, earlier today, uh, both Casey and I, I think we had sources play, talking that there was a whole bunch of lawyers that were going to be sent to Michigan. They yep. thought maybe they could, that they could find some votes there uh, for John James. In the, since you're in Michigan, in the yeah. presidential, what did the margin end up being? I know Michigan was called today. Right. Well, the margin now, over 100,000 okay. votes, uh, as you can see here. But I want to point out something here, because this, this was, uh, we did this county-to-county -county project this year where we picked these key counties. 
uh, I'd like to think we did a pretty good job. We said, these are the five counties that we think will tell us how this presidential race is going to go. In Florida, we picked Miami-Dade. I think we uh, figured that out. In Arizona, we picked Maricopa. Uh, in uh, in, in uh, Wisconsin, we picked Milwaukee County. That is what put Joe Biden over the top. In Pennsylvania, it's Beaver. We're going to find out, did, did the president get enough from his territory to, to carry Pennsylvania? We're finding there. And with Michigan, we picked Kent County. And that is what flipped. Uh, this was a county that President Trump narrowly carried. This is Grand Rapids. This is the home of Gerald Ford. And you could, I mean, uh, for some people, I just, you could say the word Ford Republican. It stands for moderate Republican. It stands for suburban Republican. It stands for the Republican Party that is not today. And guess what? It had been moving, and you saw, and, 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 and you know, and, and in fact, Obama actually, I think, did carry it in a way, if I'm not mistaken, snuck it in there. We lost it to Romney. Trump nearly carried it, and here's Biden getting the most vote that a Democrat has gotten in Gerald Ford's home county. Anyway, it is just one of those, as we said, on one hand, we've seen rural America came out in full force for Donald Trump, but in the same forces that he's uh, been able to use to build himself up, it has driven suburban America, including Republican territory like Grand Rapids, Michigan, into the Democrats. And the result is tight races everywhere, sure. all over that. Matt, Gabe Gutierrez is in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, where uh, Joe Biden has been declared the apparent winner by NBC News, but it appears to be headed straight for a recount. What do you know, Gabe? Uh, hi there, Savannah. Well, yes, the Trump campaign is threatening a uh, recount. In order for the campaign to officially request one, they have to wait until the counties here officially certify those results. Now, that could take at least a week. The election officials will then have up to 13 days to actually conduct a recount. So this probably, this might not finish here in Wisconsin until later this month. But Savannah, this is not the first time a recount has happened here in Wisconsin. It actually happened in the last presidential election. Four years ago, President Trump won, won Wisconsin by less than 23,000 votes. It wasn't the Clinton campaign that asked for a recount. It was actually uh, Jill Stein from the Green Party. Her campaign requested one, paid $3.5 million to force that recount. It obviously did not change the outcome, Savannah. All right, Gabe. Um, let's bring Casey into this and, and Chuck as well, because people do forget that in Michigan and Wisconsin, correct me if I'm wrong, there were recounts in both states. In 2016. Right, well, Jill Stein paid for one of them technically. As she because did. Yeah, the, the like person who challenges has to put the bill for the recount. Right. right. It got very, very, very expensive uh, was, for her. It, that whole thing was weird. Wasn't even clear the Clinton campaign wasn't ready to want to recount. Suddenly that did in there, and of course the whole what was who what was funding Jill Stein? Who was funding Jill Stein? There's always been that. That's still a black box. Yeah, no, but, it, but yes, we had two recounts. Scott Virginia. Walker, who is the, the, excuse me, the Republican former governor of Wisconsin, uh, put out a tweet today that was really interesting. Now, he, of course, knows something about right. recalls, recounts, and Wisconsin <laughs> politics. What, what was his perspective? And I mean, if you've listened to what Scott Walker has said over the last couple of years, I would have expected uh, perhaps a pretty pugnacious response from him, but it was the opposite. In this tweet, he basically said, Look, you go to a recount and it's a couple hundred votes, I can find you an example of where that recount might be successful, might change the outcome. But the 20,000, are we at 20,000 votes right 20, now 000. in Wisconsin? It, essentially, that's not something that you're going to overcome by demanding or paying for a recount. You have to find it. That's, that's an error. You have to find a massive error. Yeah, massive error. error. I remember in Florida, 50,000 votes during 2000, 50,000 votes.
there was an overcount, so double count, and all of a sudden, yeah, that made up a whole bunch of ground. Um, yeah. But that's that's your only. But when, but when you're working, but when you're working to undermine the, the the boat, which is which is what we've been seeing, does it matter that you win, or does it matter that you show some mistake? Well, I guess the better way to look at it is let's take Wisconsin. If the president wants to win it, he somehow got to either find 21,000 votes for himself, I'm just doing basic math, or disqualify 20,000 votes fair, of Joe he's, Biden. If he's in the recount window, what's, what, oh, what, no, there's what, nothing wrong with what wouldn't he challenge but no, But the point is, is that, that that is really, finding 20,000 ballots to disqualify is just very difficult. Right. Maybe and a it, signature match. It would cost Maybe millions that's of dollars yeah. as well, because they would have to pay for it uh, in Wisconsin. You pay for it yourself. You have to pay for it yourself. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens, but I think the indication, all indications are that the Republicans do plan to pursue a recount in Wisconsin. The, I don't know why you wouldn't, if you believe, yep. I'm sorry, you, you're, you're, I, I no politician, if you t legally can, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing fundamentally wrong about no. living within the law and trying to, to, to pursue a recount if it's so tight. It's uh, interesting, yeah. though, that Republicans are not pushing on this harder. It says to me they're backing off. All right, we will be right back with more coverage after this.